Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to you as we begin another uh, busy, busy broadcast day. There's so much to talk about. The predominant story is what's the difference between Joe Biden having... Uh, supposedly mistakenly included, you know, storing top secret documents for which he had no right to do because he wasn't president. He was vice president, remember? Storing top secret documents in a non-secure facility at the Penn Biden Center. which, by the way, is a D.C. office building, interestingly enough, with lots of public areas. So what's the difference between the FBI raiding Donald Trump's place after, of course, having lots of conversations, you know, with Trump's lawyers about these documents and after having actually been there and seen them and looked at them? What's the difference between that and all of the treatment that is being given and extended to Joe Biden. Well, it's not what you think. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Tina Kotek was sworn in as governor of Oregon. uh, And she is pledging, this is the Channel 8 story, she's pledging to take aggressive action to tackle the state's housing crisis. Um, Okay. So first of all, why do we have a housing crisis, Tina? Do you know? Do you have any idea how we have a housing crisis? Why we have a housing crisis? Do you have any idea why? I mean, you know, you've been in charge for, what, 12 years as Speaker of the House, and you mean you are just now waking up to how bad this problem is? Have you ever asked why? Have you ever impaneled a special group, a task force, if you will, to really dive into the root cause of homelessness in Oregon? Have you, Tina? You know, it would be nice if any of the mainstream media would actually report on that and actually ask that question. Don't you think? It would be. Don't expect it. Now, let's just say that there's a story that sort of, you know, adds into this. There's an Oregon Catalyst story here from uh, Sunday. It says, here's the headline. Nearly $100,000 in fees over cost before one starts to build a house. Oregon 
Department of Land Conservation Development, Oregon needs to build 550,000 houses over the next 20 years. That's on top of the 140,000 needed right now due to underbuilding in the last decade. Now, the agency, Land Conservation and Development Commission, composed of politicals appointed by governors, Metro, and of course the Portland Bureau of Planning and Sustainability, is that a mouthful or what, have all been consistently obstructionist and hostile to development. It's hard to see how this will happen. Oregon's housing crisis is due to an artificial, politically manufactured shortage of buildable land due to three factors. Draconian land use regulations created and enforced by LCDC, artificial shortage created by urban growth boundaries, and astronomical permitting and system development fees imposed by local governments. Get this. Under that heading, due to previous factors, a 5,000-square-foot lot in Portland starts at about $300,000. Before a builder turns a shovel of earth, Get this. Before, let me say it again. Before a builder sh- turns a shovel full of earth, they can count on nearly 100000 in permitting and system development fees. Either one of these would be prohibitive of building affordable homes. Together, they make it unprofitable for builders to build anything other than McMansions. Now, Let me go back to Tina Kotek in her inaugural address. She wants to throw money, $130 million, at the statewide housing shortage. She wants to build up to 36,000 new homes a year, which she claimed would be an 80% increase over recent construction trends. And how is she going to do this? Well, She's not talking about rolling back regulations that make it ridiculously expensive to build a home. No, she's talking about throwing $130 million at it. Oh, and that isn't about you who are, you know, facing high costs of building, high interest rates. No, that's just to help 1,200 people move off the streets. And she said that would only be the first step. So isn't that a lot of money? Well, yeah, it is. That's $108,000 per person. Let me say that again. Tina Kotek wants to spend, her answer to the homeless crisis isn't to make housing more affordable by getting rid of rules and regulations that are stopping the housing from being affordable today. Think about that. No, her answer is to give your tax dollars $108,000 subsidy to get 1,200 people to move off the streets, $130 million. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you think you could have a conversation with someone, meaningful conversation with someone about this issue? Tina Kotek says her highest priority is to address the homeless crisis. 
Yet she didn't say anything about establishing a special commission or task force to look into the root causes of homelessness. But she says it's because there's not enough affordable housing. She wants to throw money at affordable housing. She wants to give $108,000 to each of 1,200 people to get them to move off the streets within a year. She wants the state lawmakers to take up the package early in the session that begins next week. I bet you could probably, you know, talk to somebody about that, right? I bet you could. Now, um, oh, and by the way, uh, Fox News has a piece about the Oregon Department of Education. Remember, we covered this story. It said that... You know, this is the new gender identity guidelines from the Oregon Department of Education. It said, here's the headline, Oregon Education Guide encourages schools to hide students' gender identity from the parents. Subheadline is, the Oregon Department of Education said schools should refrain telling parents of their children's gender identities. That ought to be the subject of a lawsuit, don't you think? I think it should. Now, you know where this is going. Let me prophesy to you, to use a religious term, for those of you who believe in prophecy, because I do. Let me uh, prophesy to you. These guidelines and the resulting fawning by the mainstream media over the continued lie of transgenderism. Remember that story we talked about at the, psycho at the psychologist conference? 41% of a large number, thousands of people surveyed who claimed to be transgender, 41% of them contemplated suicide. Remember that? The media is going to suppress that, and they're going to continue to talk about how important it is to teach transgenderism in the, because it's the nice, warm, wonderful, warm and fuzzy thing to do. It's the, the nice, it's the equitable thing to do, even though 41% of these people consider suicide. What's coming next? Here's my prophecy to you. All of this is going to lead up to laws passed by the legislature, you wait, that criminalize parents for saying or refusing to acknowledge their child's desire to be known as somebody or something else, a different gender. You wait. That's coming. Now, we've talked about it. It's already here in other places, other countries, people being arrested for it. It's coming. It's coming to Oregon, folks. You're not going to like it. Um, yes, Linda, I saw that Katie Hobbs signed an executive order first thing yesterday, making it illegal to use the wrong pronoun. You can go to jail and receive a fine in Arizona. Yes. And what that did is that 
created the circumstance where the Freedom Caucus of the legislature decided to stand up and walk out on her and are planning to sue her. Elections have consequences, all of you, you know, who just didn't like Carrie Lake because, you know, she was endorsed by Donald Trump, you know, the bad orange man with the mean tweets. Elections have consequences. So does stealing elections. Yes, thank you, Linda. That's a great one. Corby, thank you for your email about, um, well, the PSYOP of exposed network of doctors who are pushing masking and lockdowns on Twitter during the pandemic. Those doctors, supposedly, they're all bots. They're fake. They don't exist. Corby writes, will people ever understand we're in World War III now, a biological, psychological war? We need to recognize it as such and act accordingly. Well, guess what? The U.S. House of Representatives has the opportunity to do that. And at least they have adopted rules now that hold Kevin McCarthy's feet to the fire. By the way, sad news. Um, President Trump revealed that Lynette Hardaway of the Diamond and Silk Group died. And a friend of mine is an activist who sent that to me last night while I was watching the absolute Georgia beatdown of TCU. Wow, was that a game or what? Yeah, my friend said it was likely because she had taken the shot. How sad. It's 6.20, back in a moment. We'll get to uh, the phones, Freddie. Hang on. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends. Great to be with you. Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, is a contractor you can absolutely trust. And you can see that for yourself. You go to his website, RighteousRenovations.com. And what you'll see there is some great customer testimonials. Very satisfied customers that have had experiences with Eric coming into their homes and doing those kinds of remodels in projects that, man, if they go bad, your life is miserable. Eric? absolutely focuses on quality not quantity this is one of the distinct differences between him and other contractors so why don't you check it out if you're thinking about doing a bathroom or kitchen remodel why don't you go ahead and check it out go to righteousrenovations.com you'll see what i mean righteous renovations Dot com. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.com. 
news. There are vast differences between what the Biden administration and the archives administration is doing to cover up Joe Biden's completely illegal, wrong taking of highly classified documents and storing them in a highly unsecure facilities. Because you have to remember, Joe Biden was not president. Only the president can declassify things like Trump did, like Obama did. Vice presidents don't have the power to do it. But the real difference is what I'll get to after we talk to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. Your thoughts. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Have you heard uh, on the Lars Larson show that social worker who interviewed a homeless lady in Portland, and what she said was that she really enjoys it because they get three square meals a day, can take all the drugs that they want to take, nobody bothers them, and that's a great lifestyle. Yeah, we, uh, the we covered that when I saw that. Isn't that stunning? Well, <laughs> well, no. I, you know, it, the, the social worker said one of the worst things that happened in Oregon is when they approved the uh, use of drugs. And this is what you get. And I have to say, Jeff, half the people in this country and, and more than half the people here in Oregon don't care, don't have a clue, don't have any experience of reality around the world. If you've ever been to Amsterdam, Holland, you could see what drug use does in that town. I've been there yes. two or three times. Just a bunch of bums laying around. Well, that's what we got. That's what, that's what these crazy people voted for. And then some of the people here in Oregon, some of the religions, that do not participate in the political arena are responsible for this also. So let me address that for a moment, and you are so correct. This is why, friends, if you are a person of faith, your church, your synagogue, uh, your mosque, does not encourage people to vote, you should go to your leadership and ask them if you can register people to vote. Ask them to think about speaking about the importance of voting. It's not just your civic duty. It's actually commanded in the Bible, folks. Now, obviously, the Quran and the Torah don't say that, but it is still their civic duties as Americans. So you're so right. We need to get more people of faith involved. And I'll tell you what, Freddie, if you look at the numbers, the numbers of people of faith, all faiths who do not vote are stunningly bad. Exactly. And, it, and we need to hold them accountable. You, you need, we need to chastise. When you meet them, you ask, do you participate in the voting process? Because I yes. have, I talked to them, and they said, well, no. Then I said, uh, you're not fulfilling your duties as an American citizen in this country. And what's wrong in this country is you're responsible. 
Put it right to the Amen. Staff. You quit putting right. putting around these people. They're the reason that we can't get the people elected because they're you know they're religious as you know don't vote for this or don't vote for that. Well, then go back to your country that you don't vote in. See what you got there. Well said, Freddie. Got to let you go. You're breaking up on us, unfortunately. That's well said. Now, just because you're a person of faith doesn't mean that you're going to vote the way that we, as Christian, conservative, constitutionalist republics, believe in. Because we believe in a constitutional republic. By the way, last night, kudos to Kevin McCarthy and the U.S. House of Representatives because they voted... Well, at least House Republicans did, voted unanimously to repeal funding specifically for that army of new 87,000 IRS agents. You know, the Republicans aren't totally stupid. They have no doubt polled that and focused grouped it. I would have. And these folks, you know, operate at a higher level than I do. They know that this is a very popular thing. Repealing the money for 87,000 new IRS agents. Nobody likes the IRS, right? Back in a moment. It is uh, 6.30. More to talk about, including what is the big difference between Biden's classified document scandal and Trump's. It ain't what you think. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends. Great to have you with us if you're just joining us. It is the bottom of the hour. It is uh, 23 minutes before the top of the hour, 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. Uh, talking about um, the difference between Joe Biden's uh, mistake, uh, you know, of just mixing in highly classified documents and how the FBI didn't raid his homes, which, by the way, Donald Trump, you know, correctly pointed out last night, where's the FBI raids on all of Biden's homes. Yeah. Where is it? Since Biden was only vice president, he didn't have the legal authority to declassify anything. Trump did, because Trump was president. But that is not the big difference. I'll tell you what it is. In just a bit. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk. And also talking about Tina Kotek. In her inaugural address, she is pledging to take aggressive action to tackle the state's housing crisis. She wants to throw $130 million at it to build affordable 36,000 new homes a year. 36,000 new homes a year. Now, 
That's not what the 130 million is for. She signed an executive order establishing that as a production target. She declared homelessness a state of emergency. She wants the legislature to spend $130 million at helping 1,200 people get off the streets within a year. It's an investment. Folks, that's $108,000 per person. She wants to throw money at the homeless population rather than address the root cause of homelessness. Like maybe measure 110. Maybe like giving voters a chance to amend it. So it's not such a magnet for drug addiction. Not a word about that. And not a word about the other story that we brought to your the Oregon Catalyst story about how it costs almost $100,000 in permits, if you're in Portland, to build a home. Just $100,000 in permits. That's a stunning amount of money. See, not a word about her addressing that issue as governor. How about if you sign an executive order that streamlines the permitting process? Well, the problem is you can't hardly do that. Maybe you sign an executive order, as the Oregon Catalyst Oregon uh, uh, points out, about LCDC. This is a state agency you control. About streamlining their processes and their costs. So you actually can build affordable housing. 503-589-1220 is the power of your GMC talk line. Lee writes an email. If you want to send an email, I'll do my best to read it on the air. It's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. And I'll read that to you in just a moment. But of course, just need to remind you folks, even though the weather is really up and down. One day it's, you know, it's raining cats and dogs one moment here. And the other moment it's sunshiny. One moment it's freezing cold, and the next day it's nice and warm. If your heating and cooling system just isn't keeping up with all of that yo-yo, why don't you give Freedom Heating and Air a call? And they'll come out right away. They'll assess what's going on with your system and give you lots of options about how they can fix it for you so that you're comfortable. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. Lee writes this email. But the housing disconnect. Have you ever had a conversation with a homeless person? Past conversations with John and Tina, they were never taught how to play the game of life. Their choices never worked out. To relieve the pain and Have some fun, they turned to alcohol and drugs, which led to several different jobs until finally they both said similarly, stick it to the man. I asked who the man was, and each gave names. What they meant was the government. They chose to live on the street, getting paid by the government. But they couldn't answer the question of where the money comes from in the government. We all know someone was given things, then they don't respect those things. And another person that takes pride in what they have worked for. 
So how does Miss Tina, meaning the governor, think that giving someone a house that they have no means to pay for the monthly costs, who lacks respect and chooses to take from the system, is going to change anything? If that program goes into effect, it will have another problem of ruined homes filled with garbage. If you ever talk to a homeless person, you should try it. They are a person you know. And their views on life are quite interesting. Giving homes to the homeless won't work. Affordable homes for the workers is a problem that lies in the building permits that fund the corruption in government. Let's tackle that problem, Miss Tina. Spot on, Lee, because Lee just pointed out giving homes to the homeless won't work. Giving them a home won't work. That's different than affordable homes for workers is a problem, and it does lie. The building permits and all of the rules and regulations, you know that story in the Catalyst about almost $100,000 in fees to build a home. Julie writes an email. So Tina wants to solve the homeless problem, which she helped create. You can spell Measure 110, for all practical purposes, legalized drug use. Number one, rescind the failure of an idea, that idea. Number two, force these people to be committed. Courts can order this. Linda wrote an email about Republicans did another good thing. Kevin McCarthy specifically, I believe, took Dan Crenshaw's committee assignment away from him. Yay. Yeah. Now, before I go to Glenn, here's the difference between the Trump classified documents, Mar-a-Lago raid and the Biden one. And it isn't that Biden, had, as vice president, had no authority to have or declassify those documents in his possession. And the news and the Biden administration, you know, they leaked this. They're trying to get ahead of the story, and we all know that, okay? They knew about this on November 2nd, days before the election. The difference is here in how... The National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, how they treated Trump versus Biden. That's the difference. And this is powerful. Because you see, they act, and this is what Margot Cleveland brings out in her article. You can read if you go to the show plan today on kslm.news, go to local podcast, then click on political coffee and click on today's show and all of these stories you can read for yourself because I have the links there. You listen to the broadcast again, you can download it. The difference between what NARA did with Biden and Trump is that NARA did it right with Biden, once they were alerted by Biden's lawyers that, oopsies, we have highly classified documents in Biden's very unsecured location, NARA went and took control of them. But NARA didn't do that with Trump. Instead, they worked with the FBI to raid Trump. Now, Margot writes, 
who knows what classified documents the FBI might have discovered had it raided all the Biden and Obama properties mere months after they left office, as agents did to Trump. She writes, we'll never know the answer, though, because the NARA property properly partnered with the former O'Biden, did you get that, administration. And that's the appropriate comparator to consider, not how the NARA or the DOJ responded to the recent discovery of Biden's secret classified documents. You see, she points out something that's stunning here, and then I'm going to go to Glenn. Here's the difference. NARA had to refer the case to the DOJ, and Attorney General Merrick Garland had to assign a U.S. attorney to investigate Biden's secret classification of documents. Why? Because NARA's public mistreatment of Trump. They had to refer Biden's case to the DOJ and Attorney General Merrick Garland had to assign a U.S. attorney. Now, this doesn't undo NARA's partisan targeting of Trump. Hang on, I'll get to you on the other side of the break. Sorry, I just was a little long-winded. There's 648 back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back 10 minutes to the top of the hour. As promised, we go right to Glenn. Glenn, thanks for hanging on. Your thoughts today? I'm speaking to you from uh, Portland, Arizona. Uh, I think I saw past Governor Brown over at the governor's mansion in Phoenix showing uh, Hobbs how to put together a a speech for the people. So uh, it's now Oregon, Washington, California, and Arizona all collective together if California doesn't wash away. I don't know if they're going to get enough water um, to to uh, take care of Arizona's needs with the cyclone here hitting California, but they're just saying the expansion of Phoenix is not going to happen because there's not enough water to be doing the work construction. But there's a lot of homelessness also in Phoenix, and they're not addressing it, and they're not even talking about it, a lot of it coming up from the south border. I was being watched at a bank teller. I had to abandon the bank teller and my card as they started coming toward me. So, yeah, it is really? becoming wow. Portland, Arizona. Wow. Well, it doesn't it surprise is. me. I, I, You know, Katie Hobbs is a, a Kate Brown clone in many ways. She's far, far left, as Kate Brown was. And she's already started with these tyrannical executive orders. Which exactly. is why she's going to get sued over them. As, as one of our listeners pointed out. So 
do you think any of this is going to resonate with the voters of Arizona and those be buyer's remorse? Um, I, I think it's too far gone for buyer's remorse. Just talking to one of the pastors in Goodyear, I said, of some of the rallies, a lot of our people are not showing up from our, our types of uh, conservative churches. They're not showing up. They're driving their vehicles and doing their life. And, uh, they don't realize here in Phoenix, you, you are now becoming Portland. So, uh, they're throwing it all away. They, they really are just throwing it away. Uh, they, they don't know what to do, how to deal with it. And the country is bankrupt. We all know it. it. It's just like you cut the head off the chicken and the chicken's still dancing. America's still dancing. But I'll tell you what, it's going to quit dancing here right around the corner. Uh, you can't take this paper on ink in these bills. Just like uh, you can't eat paper on ink even if you turn that those legislative paper on ink into, into uh, cash notes. And they're worthless. You, you can't eat it. You can't put it in your gas tank. This is what's coming. We all know it now. Uh, this, this, this dream of just paper and, and deeds and depending on that to uh, change these elections and, and pay for people to change their votes, to buy out the, the governments of this country with paper on ink or ink on paper. Right. It's not right. working, uh, Jeff. No, it isn't. It really working, isn't working. It's not going to work. Absolutely right. Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate your perspective from sunny, warm uh, Phoenix, Portland, or <laughs> Portland, Arizona. Before we go to Rebecca, I uh, want to remind you of another Rebecca, Rebecca Donaldson, a great real estate broker who won Best of the Willamette Valley. She got awarded that. Why? Because she's really good at what she does. And that's good for you because that means you're going to benefit from the latest amazing changes that just happened moment by moment in the real estate market. So if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, call Rebecca Donaldson because you can have the confidence that her and her team are going to take care of you and represent you to the best and you will benefit from it. Call her at 503-269-0747-269-0747. Tim writes an email about housing, giving homes to the homeless. Do illegal immigrants qualify? Who qualifies may be more important than cost. I can assure you, under Tina Kotek and the Democrats in control of Oregon, Tim, yes, illegal aliens who have come to America illegally with Joe Biden's open border are going to qualify. You wait, but don't expect any government agency to allow that data to get out there. Probably what we're going to need is a whistleblower. And if any of you who work for the state or a government agency of examples of that would love to hear from you and I will absolutely keep your identity secret. Let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca, good morning. I hope you can understand me. Yes, have, you're a little, um, little scratchy, but you're okay. Okay, good. Um, my mother was active with um, homeless ministry for many years, and she has a homeless person who lives in a shed in her backyard, and he says that he has met many people who are homeless because their neighborhood was 
flattened. They were kicked out of their homes so that the government could come in and build these massive uh, government-owned, um, what do you call them, affordable housing units. And um, he says that the people who are being preferred to be in them are often the Muslim immigrants or even, like, like was just said in the previous person, um, the people coming over the border. And so the people that he knows on the street are people, there's people who were kicked out of their homes so that their homes could be flattened and government housing created. So that's interesting. Um, how sad about that. And that, you know, would be interesting, Rebecca, if a reporter somewhere would actually choose to interview one of those people and report on the story. Because you know what that would do, Rebecca? That would highlight everything you've just highlighted, the hypocrisy or the unintended consequences of government policy. Oh, these aren't again, unintended consequences. They are fully yeah. intended. Well, they but to a liberal intended. who's implementing them, they don't see it coming. They don't look at it, or if they do, it's I actually believe to they, they plan it to come. They want it to come. That's exactly what they planned. It's fully it intended. Is. It is. This is all by design, folks. Rebecca, thank you. I hope you feel better. Friends, um, the, what we talked about with the governor of Arizona, there is a rumor, this is in the Gateway Pundit story, you know, of the Freedom Caucus walking out saying they're going to sue based on her executive orders. Well, there's a rumor that Katie Hobbs, the governor, is going to sign an executive order that forces kids in schools to call each other by the pronoun of their choosing. And it penalizes students and fires teachers who refuse to recognize the pronouns of their fellow students. Elections have consequences, including school board elections. We'll see if some school boards stand up and file lawsuit against that. She doesn't have the authority to force that by executive order, does she? Friends, be blessed out there. Keep fighting. Keep standing, fighting for everything you believe in. We're at a crossroads. Yeah, it's a culture war in this country. But we can win it. See you tomorrow.